Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From the number one Sunday Times bestselling author of Her Majesty's Royal Coven comes the stunning sequel, The Shadow Cabinet. Join the witches of Hebden Bridge for more magic, mayhem and romance as they take on dangerously sexy warlocks and witchfinders. Available in hardback and audiobook, narrated by Bridgerton star Nicola Coughlin. The Shadow Cabinet, the new novel from Juno Dawson, is out now. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly Sex in the City podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. You join us on our new weekly and just like that updates. You are as ever listening to Human Tripod, Dylan B. Jones, <laughs> and I am Dust Balls, Juna Dawson. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Juno. <laughs> um, um, we've all heard about your enormous <laughs> willy, Dylan. I don't know what to say to that. I'm not going to um, contradict you. Um, <laughs> but it's okay because you have no butt. That's what we were just talking about. With with one hand, God giveth. With the other, he takes away. Um, yeah, Juno and I were saying that we've been doing butt, butt aerobics. Um, mm-hmm. Not dissimilar to Charlotte's Kegel um, fitness lesson mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, but yeah, I think you can only have one or the other. I don't know. <laughs> I too have just been tightening my crotch down the gym. So I too feel like like Charlotte, my puss is popping. Um... <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we need to start off by saying to listeners, we are okay. <laughs> we're not gonna jump off the brooklyn bridge like we're we're okay (laughs) we're we're fine do you know what i think so you have to bear in mind that episodes one two and three we recorded in the space of what three days and also both dylan and i had just come off (laughs) transatlantic flights glastonbury um, festival glastonbury (laughs) festival um and also i mean let let okay let's let's address <laughs> the 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 elephant in the room which is people with dylan and i are very lucky in that people come up to us at train stations <laughs> i don't know if this happens to dylan because he's less famous than me but people come up to us at train stations and say oh my god good luck with and just like that yeah. um no no one i think no one <clears throat> is no one is talking about the strength of and just like that. Mm. Um, it feels like we're in this kind of curious cultural moment 
with them just like that. <laughs> so we are, we're trying so hard to kind of love it. <laughs> well, but, do you know what? I don't know if it's because I consciously came at it this this week with a more positive mindset, but mm. I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed parts of this episode. <laughs> there we go. So we can we can this is my we can. This is my favorite episode of this season so far. <laughs> is that I'm, I'm not sure if that is that saying much. I'm not sure. I might have enjoyed last week's a bit more, okay. but we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What with with why? Okay, nice. Um, like again, right, right at the top. So we'll just say we we were watching episode season two, episode four, alive! Yes. Exclamation mark, vivant. Yes. Um. Featuring a bunch of fun stuff. Um, sex. Again, sex. D- Lots of sex. sex. Plenty of sex. Tell you what would have really helped. A voiceover. <laughs> and I'm going to say every, every fucking week until Michael Patrick King just reinstates Carrie's. Because again, one of the big problems is Carrie is so fucking frosty. She's so, yeah, she's so, so off. So frosty. She's so off. I'm like, what did I say, Carrie, to offend you? Um, oh, so sour. I talked about sex is what I did. Um, mm. one of our, did you see? But, um, did you see one of our listeners commented saying, um, "I think you guys want a voiceover." <laughs> I do, do you know? I would love. That. So let's imagine. So I'm going to be Sarah Jessica Parker. This is Juno Dawson as Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. If I was feeling old, Harry Goldenblatt was about to feel dusty. Yes, you know the little stories could link. Just little things, you know, little things like that. We we still don't know why they made that choice. Apparently, it's because Michael Patrick King wants us to be able to think for ourselves now. He doesn't want Carrie to tell us what to think. I don't. But like, I don't want to think for myself. <laughs> meanwhile, Lisa was having problems with a different seventy-year-old woman. <laughs> yeah. See how they link. <laughs> These stories do have a link. They are. There is a narrative structure. There is a through line through all the different storylines. But because Carrie's not threading it all together, it does just feel like now we're at a dinner party. <laughs> now we're at Chase House. <laughs> um, From semen. On the Upper East Side to... Seema on the Upper West Side. There you go, got it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, meanwhile, Miranda was about to feel a hundred years old. You know... Yeah, it's about age. It's right there. It's all right there. There's a running thing. But it's just... It's just a choice. A choices were made. So possibly, if you would like, let let us know if you would like this. I could record Carrie's <laughs> voiceover as a podcast, and like I'll try to do it in real time with the episode, <laughs> so you can just have my my narrative structure running through it. That can be our spin off, um, and Juno like that, and Juno. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a writer. She loves to write. Um. Um, P.S. Disclaimer, I won't be doing that. I'm really busy. But um, yeah, so let, let's get into yes. it. So Dylan, we've not even opened your... Po- oh, I have to... I've got a confession. Um, a shout out to my friend Niall in Sydney, Australia, who has ick about our potted synopsis <laughs> sound effect. He described it as the opposite of ASMR. <laughs> we should put that on our... Um... Instagram as a review in <laughs> the opposite. Um, so, so I'm I'm really sorry, Niall of Sydney, but <laughs> Dylan, could you open your potted synopsis? 
There you go, Niall. That was just for you. Um, <laughs> um, so Carrie uh, meets uh, Enid Frick again, her ex. Mm-hmm. Her, who we love. Yeah, who we love, Candice Bergen, her ex-editor at Vogue. And Enid invites her to a uh, an event. Um, a pyramid scheme. A pyramid <laughs> scheme, yeah. Um, which uh, is... Sort of cater caters to to older ladies, sort of ladies over women our age, yeah, women. which I did think was so funny. Women our age, and I loved Carrie's <gasps> Carrie's frozen sort of smile when she said yeah. that. Was uh, it fair to say women over sixty? I guess, yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah, older women, yeah, older women. So Carrie gets invited to that. Um, it's like a networking event, isn't it? Sort of, or, or it's presented as a networking event. However, it's actually a fundraiser. Yeah. Yep. Um, the kids, Charlotte and LTW and their husbands are very happy because the kids have been shipped off to a summer camp or something, um, mm-hmm. which I was very happy about. I was like, yes, like, please just get the kids out of the picture so that we can focus on the main characters. Um, mm-hmm. so the kids have all been shipped off and Harry and Charlotte celebrate by sort of exploring how, wh- wh- where Harry's cum is. <laughs> ghost cum? Yeah, yeah, ghost cum. Um, and mm-hmm. then LTW and Herbert, um, it's their anniversary and they throw an anniversary party. Um, mm-hmm. Then Che is back from LA. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and Miranda and Che... I mean, we can get, we'll get into this, but Miranda we'll and Che it, yeah. negotiate like new horizons in their relationship. I've forgotten the name of Che's husband. Lyle. Lyle, that's it. Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. And <laughs> um, so Che's husband, Lyle, is in the picture as well. Now, Naya this week. Naya has a week off. Yeah. Um, mm. Literally does not appear. Seema appears in two scenes. Mm. Um, Anthony appears in one scene. Again, our cast is so swollen now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, so let, let's do, we'll do it in the order that we've just presented them. Um, let's start with Carrie, which was one of the bits I did not enjoy. Mm. So um, let, let's start with Carrie. So Carrie um, is, so the theme of this episode, which we have to tease out for ourselves, is aging. Yep. Um, and they're sort of in various ways. Um we are exploring what it is to be a woman. If 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 I'm just like that is about women in their fifties, um, Carrie and the gang are looking ahead to what life me- might be like as they head into their golden years, yeah. their sixties and their seventies. Um, and Carrie meets Candice Bergen, Enid Frick, who we love. I did a bit of. Um, uh, I realised I didn't know much about Candice Bergen. I knew she was iconic, but I didn't mm. know why. Did a bit of research on her. She's got five Emmys and two Golden Globes for Murphy. Amazing. A show, a show called Murphy Brown, which we haven't heard of, but I'm sure all Americans listening are like, oh my God, how have you never heard of Murphy Brown? Um, and What is Murphy Brown about? Uh, it is, let me get this right. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it would be. It's a sitcom, like one of those, like, oh, okay. like an iconic sitcom uh, on CBS. Okay, um, we know her from Miss Congeniality. Yes, yeah. Notably as well, and various other things. But she's so good as Enid. Yeah. She's so hostile. Yeah. She's so horrible. Very... I, lo- I love that Carrie refers to her as a mentor. Yeah. Because... 
I would like my mentors to be nicer than Enid, I think. <laughs> and I don't, I think we said this when we were doing her Sex and the City episodes, but mm-hmm. I, it's not a stretch to think that maybe Miranda Priestley was inspired by her. Um, and all of them, of course, inspired by Anna, Anna Winter. Winter. Yeah, of course. Um, and another little bit I found Candice Bergen began her career as a model on the cover of Vogue. There you go. Is it Vogue? Yeah. yeah, drunk, drunk at Vogue. Yeah. Um, oh, that's nice. Mm, it's quite meta. Yeah, we we love that. Um, <laughs> I I love. Yeah, it, I don't know if I know anybody in my professional life who is as difficult as Enid Frick. Mm, um, yeah, but I like that. In I think did we meet her in like three episodes of the original run? Maybe four. Two or three. Yeah. Um, she tries to steal Alexander Petrovsky in a few weeks' time. <laughs> she she has a very comic turn at Carrie's book launch. She <laughs> looks the other way when Carrie is sexually assaulted yes. at Vogue, but we've we've dealt with that one. <laughs> yes. Um sign of the times. Um but yeah, she's back. She wants Carrie's money. Um I loved Gloria Steinem's cameo. Mm. Um because so that that's what so Carrie learns a very important <laughs> lesson this week, which I wasn't mad at the lesson, which is Carrie. And it, so this is ironic to say that we're not allowed the voiceover, but Carrie literally tells us that she's learned a very important lesson about internalized ageism mm. in that she believes Enid's platform, Vivant, isn't for her because she feels too young too young to be a part of this online community. But then when she gets there and there's Gloria Steinem and all these incredibly accomplished women in their 60s and 70s, Carrie realizes, like a lot of us, I think, that she has written off any woman over the age of 60 Mm. and and believes that a woman over 60 cannot have um, a kind of a cultural contribution worth making, Um, which is nonsense, because actually a lot of my very favorite writers be it margaret atwood joanna harris you know these are women who are in their 60s now you know and i think that's that's amazing yeah. kind of um yeah I, I love as well that i'm in a profession actually as a writer where where women be it john didion gloria steinem are valued well past their fifties and into their sixties. Um, I suppose it's is it. I suppose it's one of few professions where age and like women aging is not just sort of doesn't matter, but if anything is like revered. Like the older you get, the more respected you are in some ways, maybe. But then, as we've said before, like it really helps to be young in publishing as well. So well, this is it. So there is an ugly side. There is an ugly truth of publishing, which is it does still fetishize youth, mm. especially young women. Mm. Um, I think, um, and and it's perplexing when you look when you look at the biggest success of the last couple of years. Without a doubt, is Bonnie Garmas, a big American author who it's her first book deal in her fifties. Mm. You know, when you look at the success of Hilary Mantel, success didn't come to her until very late into her life. I think she was well, well into her sixties when she published Wolf Hall. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it, it's sad to me that publishing fetishizes young women but that is because they know they can get them on television because television is obsessed with with beautiful mm. young women mm. and so that's the truth which is if if you can contract an 18 year old 
YA author. You will get her on the BBC Breakfast Sofa because the story will be, oh my gosh, you got a book deal at just 18. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're so young, you're so prodigious and prodigious. And um, yeah, that's really depressing. It is a depressing truth of the publishing industry. And I wonder if that's why Carrie fears it, if that's why Carrie fears that once she gets to 60, I mean, she she even says, you know, she's worried about the success of Loved and Lost, her new book, yeah. and which has apparently now come out, yeah. or is about to come out, and, and it's it's there, it has landed. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Which when... is interesting, because they said they were going to release it for Christmas, so maybe that was her... Um, Advanced copy or something. Yeah, and perhaps it'll end with the book being released. Maybe. Maybe. Because yes. we haven't had it. Surely we're going to get a launch party for the book in the show. You'd think, unless, I mean, so time is sort of, time moves differently in Unjust yeah. Like That to how it used to in in Sex and the City where they were in Eternal Spring until until season six came around and winter, winter finally arrives for Carrie Bradshaw. It was never clear... It's not clear in either shows how much time elapses between each episode, but I feel no. like in Sex in the City it was shorter. Whereas sometimes yes. in and just like that, you can suddenly be hit with like a three month like skip, and you're like, oh, yeah. There, there was definitely so we know a year has passed since Big died. Mm. So the season one covered a year, and if you remember, there was a scene in season one where Carrie sits in her window writing, and the seasons change around yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So. I think time is moving faster in and just like that than it did yeah. in um Sex in the City and and obviously now we know that um to to jump onto Miranda that some time has passed since Miranda came back from Los mm. Angeles and um, it feels like they've had multiple therapy sessions. Yeah, that's true actually, and they seem quite settled. She seemed quite not settled, yeah. but she seemed quite like mm. she's been in the house for a while. I like so, it when. Uh, some great comedic acting from Candace Bergen when Carrie's talking about her blurb request mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I don't know if you got it. And Candace Bergen's like, no, well, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. She just like, um, just gives up on lying. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I like with Candace, you liked it with, with, sorry, with Enid, you like to think you would know where you stand. Yeah. Even if sometimes the truth really hurts, yeah. but it's good to hear it. And yeah, it, do you know what I will say? The, the pressure to blurb, it, blurb is, is quite a lot, actually. I, I get sent an awful lot of requests, especially since Her Majesty's Royal Coven sort of went to number one, kind of. Mm. I'm, I'm being sent an awful, awful lot, and it's really, really difficult. Um, yeah, because you've got to read, if you want to be honest and ethical, you've got to read mm. the whole book. You'd, oh, I would never, ever blurb something that I hadn't yeah. read ever, ever, ever. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and like, and like, she, like she says, and then you'd have to read everyone's book. So, <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, it's it's funny because a lot of platforms, whether it's like Dua Lipa's platform, Reese Witherspoon has made a whole platform out of recommending books. Mm. You know, Enid. I mean, granted, it's a startup, but in the end, obviously, she would have a staffer running the Enid Frid book, the Enid Frick book club. So she wouldn't necessarily have to read the books herself, and and of course publishers would pay. So I mean that that's interesting that. Carrie considers paying a hundred grand <laughs> to to get Enid to promote her book. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's the uneasy truth they come to at the end, which is, you know, Carrie realizes she's being used like like everybody at 
at her fundraiser, Carrie has been invited because she has deep pockets. Mm. Um, I think Carrie's a very good, ha- a very good sport with Enid. To be fair, like mm-hmm. a lot of like, there's a few things that Enid says where, where you're like, "Fucking hell!" But Carrie's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, she's Enid Frick. Like, I'm going to excuse her all of this." Um, mm-hmm. I thought her dress for the Vivant event was lovely. I can't remember what was it like. Sort of like floaty, like a floaty sort of pinky purpley blousey number. It's very nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, once again, Bitsy Von Muffling is back. <laughs> Love her. Bitsy is rapidly becoming, I think, my favourite addition Ms. to this show. Mr. Broadway loved his lady. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just... he was gay, but that's why he tried so hard. Amazing. Um, also, I wonder what you and also other viewers thought of this. I personally because I thought it captured the energy of the original Sex in the City, mm. loved Carrie receiving a dick pic while Gloria Steinem was talking about feminism. Mm. Like, I was yes. like, this is great. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, the, the, just the energy. Bitsy, and actually I will get to Kristen Davis later, but bringing really good energy this week. Yeah. Um, just like fully un, <laughs> uninhibited, <laughs> joyful, unhinged energy. And like colourful, um, like all in like neon pinks mm. and yellows and just like crazy. <laughs> and it's interesting that last year they tried so hard to replace Samantha and maybe Bitsy was the answer the <laughs> whole time. time. Maybe yeah. the answer was right there. <laughs> just this gleeful... <laughs> just the thumbs up as she sends a dick pic to <laughs> to Carrie. But then this does bring me to my bugbear of the week, right. which is Carrie fucking Bradshaw. Like, I mean, <sighs> granted, the face when she receives the dick pic <laughs> in front of Gloria Steinem is is gold. Carrie's <laughs> But I was less impressed, much less impressed with the fact that she had to leave the room uh, when somebody started talking about pegging. Yeah, no. And I'm like, oh, fuck off, Carrie. But I feel like we've we've been over this so many times. Because it's kind of played for laughs that Carrie's a prude. It feels like at this point, they are aware of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Carrie's like, why am I still in the room? <laughs> and Che is like, oh, maybe the begging chat was a bit too much. And I'm kind of like, but you do wonder... For six years, what her column was actually about. Well, her that poster said Carrie Bradshaw knows good sex and isn't afraid to ask. It turns out Carrie Bradshaw doesn't know good sex and is afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it feels... So I know what they would say, like if, if we go back to the to pee or not to pee episode, yeah. that Carrie actually was always quite vanilla. Yeah. But you do wonder genuinely how she became a sex columnist but i think also Um, like it's i feel like it's fine to like not want to be not want to piss on someone but yeah (laughs) but like but like it's not it's not been made mandatory yet it's not national service (laughs) i think it will be soon um Mm -hmm. but um to not even be able to hear your best friend talking about like sex come on like it's quite intimate because they're on a bed. That was what felt a little bit weird. Do you know what? The fact they were all hanging out on a bed. As soon as I saw the four of them on that bed, I knew something mm. was gonna go down. Um, but I just really yeah. wished, like, so skipping forward slightly, viewers, mm-hmm. listeners will know that there's a threesome scene with Miranda Che and Lyle. But I was watching it thinking, like, this would have been so much more interesting if Carrie had stayed. Like she'd had a couple more drinks. Her and Miranda, like, yeah. looking at each other, like, as things were going on. Oh, it would have been amazing. But no. 
Well, yeah, but she's already walked out of one bisexual threesome in season three, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, with Alanis. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, if um, she walks out on Alanis, like that's you know, yeah, it's, what hope is there? So no, so yeah, so Carrie just she's oh she's dry, isn't she? <laughs> and again, the, the, there's an issue with her being a little bit dour. Yeah, um, throughout these episodes, which is Carrie's just. Yes, her husband died, but it just feels like she's just not as much fun to spend time with. She was less prudish in the brunch scene, mm. although it slightly felt like she was saying the lines about jizz through her teeth mm. slightly, kind of like when she's like, the thing with jizz is that it's like an old friend and you would miss it if it was gone. Mm. Um, like Samantha. Um <laughs> And so um that's what someone you, you do wonder, that's what someone should have said. <laughs> yeah, like you you wonder if possibly Sarah Jessica Parker had to be cajoled into having such a sort of spicy conversation. Um, I mean, yeah, like if it is SJP, I mm-hmm. I feel like I've been slagging off SJP. I love SJP so much. Mm, but if it is a, I want to be her friend. Yeah, yeah. Me too, obviously. But if it is SJP, like being prudish, like Come on, babes. Like, you're famous because of a show called Sex in the City. Like, yeah. um, come on. <laughs> I think as well, there is, there's, there's sort of, there's sort of, there's that sort of the memory of what the show used to be, which was Carrie was always the um, interim between Charlotte's prudishness mm. and Samantha's wildness. That's true. But then obviously there was one of my favorite things about Charlotte were those moments like we see in this episode where she's actually kind of freaky, <laughs> you know, and, and Sex and City never quite knew what to do with that because there was obviously she walked out after I'm dating the guy with the funkiest tasting spunk. And this time she's never coming back. <laughs> but also with a, yeah, fucker, give it to me harder. <laughs> you know, sometimes Charlotte can be a little bit kinky. You know, know. when you just want to be really fucked. <laughs> fucked hard. Um, so, you know, so Carrie was always somewhat moderating her friend's That's true. sex chat. That brunch scene, speaking of that brunch scene, I think that that is the closest this show has ever got to Sex in the City, was that brunch scene. Yes. Um, yeah. I was having fun. Um, Anthony saying, excuse me, a little mayo, please, was very, mm. a very much a callback to can I cancel my rice pudding? Um, uh-huh. like I was there, I was like, yeah, this is, this is like Sex and the City. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that was, that was a good scene. Yeah. Um, it was, and, and even Anthony didn't piss me off. Um, yeah. and as well, maybe it was the chemistry, the chemistry of having Miranda, Charlotte and Carrie all back together again. Now that Miranda is back in the city. Yeah. And I um, think like, I think what I liked about this episode was, the fact that they only focused on a few characters rather than bouncing crazily between the three, as much as I, yeah. uh, between all of them, as much as I love Naya, I was like, mm-hmm. it was like a relief to my brain. I was like, I can focus on mm. Miranda, Carrie, Charlotte, LTW. And that's it. That's it's my... awful. I didn't, I didn't realize Naya hadn't been in it until quite close to the oh, end. I, didn't. I was like, oh yeah, where's Naya? Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't until you said it, to be honest. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Let's take a little break, yeah. and when we get back, we will talk about um, Harry's dust balls. <laughs> um, speak to you in a second. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back. This week we are talking about, and just like that, Season 2, Episode 4, Alive! Um, and, yeah, um, we're we're dealing with the problems of getting older and harry <laughs> as charlotte is disturbed to realize this could have been happening for ages um harry his jizz has vanished mm. he's having a powerful orgasm but when <laughs> when even though it's not his birthday or um <laughs> hanukkah um she offers to let him come on her tits to use her words um nothing comes out where's it gone there's nothing there and this prompts a health crisis in harry goldenblatt <laughs> which is genuinely very amusing stuff yeah. more of this and just like that also yeah loved it like love their chemistry as well um mm-hmm. also learned something like I did not realize, I mean, assuming this is true from the doctor, mm. I did not realize that if it doesn't come out of your penis, it's going into your bladder. I was like, oh, oh. wow. Okay. Um, but like, this is what, and we said this briefly last week, like this is when mm-hmm. this show is at its best, when it's like, sort of, I don't know, like, um, it's great to like see older people um navigating sex and sexual problems and mm-hmm. it's like something i've never seen before on screen except like hints of it in grace and frankie but not as explicit as this um mm-hmm. yeah i loved it 10 points to f- five scrunchies out of five because this is why i think this show should exist yes yeah so i i think the reason for and just like that being is a look at women in particular in their 50s and 60s navigating sex still yeah. um and re, re reframing their relationship with their bodies around menopause that's the show we should have had but the problem is sex in the city has arrived so mired in its own history mm. that we we're caught on we're snagged on 25 years of characters and Carrie's relationship with big and yeah. And and also, I think somewhat Michael Patrick King's relationship and Sarah Jessica Parker's yeah. relationship to Carrie Bradshaw, absolutely. Um, which 
has meant that they haven't always been able to tell stories about what it is they've set out to tell stories about, which is if this is a show about women's relationship with sex in their 50s, that's not what they've done with Carrie. Mm. And actually, it's not really what they did with Charlotte because so much of Charlotte's first season was storylines about rock. Yeah. And I, I wonder now if that was a mistake. The- On reflection, that might have been an error. Yeah. Because this stuff is gold. This is what I came for. I love seeing Charlotte and Harry still sexually active in their 50s. Yeah. And it's, again, reminiscent of Sex in the City, which is surely what they're going for a bit. Like, they want, mm. they want it to feel... This, again, felt like Sex in the City. Um, yeah, and I loved like Kristen Davis going for it. So good, yeah, going for it. She's like she's she's back. I feel like she's truly back now mm. in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, seems like very. I was surprised by this. Perhaps I shouldn't have been. Seemed very comfortable with her body. Um, in the mm-hmm. same way that Cynthia Nixon did last week. Um, yeah. Oh, I was so happy to see it. Yeah, actually. Yes. And I, I also, I mean, while we're on Charlotte, I really loved the fact that after 20 years, we we mentioned her career again. And there was mm. there was a glimmer of this last year. So last year, so on my rewatch while I was in America, I did obviously sit through that slightly cringe episode where Charlotte's worried they haven't got enough black friends. Oh, yeah. But then she kind of redeems herself slightly by defending Lisa at that dinner party where her knowledge of African-American art mm. kind of saves Saves quite a dour dinner party yeah, yeah. And I, I loved remembering that Charlotte is an expert She's an enormously skilled um, Art curator A gallerist And Victor Gerber Offers her a job yes. And I love that, I like to think That that might be going somewhere We know at some point Sam Smith rocks up <laughs> <laughs> We've seen Sam Smith In the trailer, I don't know where that's going But um, um, I like the idea that maybe now that Lily and Rock are a little bit older, maybe Charlotte's about to rediscover a side of herself that she retired very prematurely. She retired from work in her 30s when she married Trey and and never went back. And I think that's... I'm here for that story as well. Is Charlotte fulfilled enough now that her kids... She said, you know, my kids need me more than ever. And I know there's, I think we've got a momager story on the horizon as well. I think mm. is Rock about to become a model or something? Mm. Um, or Lily with her music. Yeah. So I think, I, want, I wonder if Charlotte is about to realise that she's in a place where she wants to use a different part of her brain or something. Mm. Um, so we'll see. That's a really interesting storyline. But this was a great week for Charlotte all around uninhibited sort of a a joyful performance Mm. throughout and also a huge mention a shout out to Evan Handler as well who continues to just (laughs) absolutely living as Harry Goldenblatt the Kegels scene the Kegels (laughs) and standing up to come on her chest as well I mean yeah it does I I love that some directors had to be like well if he if he kneels on her 
that's we're gonna definitely see some ass and ball sack. So let's have him stand up <laughs> and just have the legs. I I like just have the legs because it, it was Charlotte saying it, but I almost like spat my coffee out at the brunch scene when she was like, "Well, usually he comes inside me," and I was like, "It's too- <laughs> <laughs> um, she made me feel a bit because that that was sec- that's you know culturally that's what Sex and the City did. It kind of changed the parameters for what is acceptable brunch conversation <laughs> yeah. and. I think it's been I think now that my friends and I are a little bit older and perhaps you know we we maybe don't speak about sex as often as we used to but I do think I think that is the kind of conversation if we'd had a few drinks I think the come the come conversation is one that we potentially would oh, yeah, have had yeah, for sure Casper the friendly come <laughs> do you enjoy jizz Dylan we've I don't know if we've ever talked about we jizz haven't. on our we podcast haven't. so this is why this episode's good um yeah I'm gonna answer with one word mm. yes <laughs> <laughs> i yeah I, I i think i think um i i almost don't really have any strong feelings about it i know because some people are really into it like it's a fetish yeah. like some people are like really into like heavy comers only and yeah stuff. and you can take pills. whereas you can get pills that make you come more or make make your partner come more but i'm not you know i'm not that invested you know but like (laughs) no you know i like it but it it certainly i think it's certainly not it's never grossed me out i think because i think the other the other end of the spectrum is some people are really grossed out by it yeah yeah um yeah but certainly not that i feel bad for i feel bad for particularly gay men who are grossed out by it because when you're a gay man there's double the amount so there's lots of it around yeah, that's that's I've I've known yeah, I have known those men. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I also know that's got to that's got to be some lingering internalized Perhaps. shame yeah. or something, hasn't it? Yeah. Get it off me. Get it off me. I love that we've quickly concluded that people who don't like karma suffering from internalized homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> that's our hot well, take. No, I mean I think I, I I'm very because I think there's also this God, this is a different conversation, but the, the special place in hell for gay men who are squeamish about a little bit of poop oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm like, if you're gonna if you're gonna hang out at the club, yeah. then you, <laughs> you need to expect a little bit. You might get splashed with a drink, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but I think. Yeah, I actually think that is inter- Yeah, I think I definitely judge, and I think rightly so. I judge guys who 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 get the ick about a little bit of poo. I mean, nobody wants it. Nobody. No. Nobody likes. Well, actually, that's Some not people true. Do. Some people do like a little bit of poo. But um, I'm not going to name names. One of my friends recently had quite a poopy experience. Oh my god! He was horrified, but the man was very into oh it. Oh my god! So yeah, <laughs> there is a yeah. certain like, there is like every so often like there will be people who don't mind, but sort of don't mind a little bit too much. Do you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, run, get out. <laughs> anyway, um, no, but cheers. I think. I mean, listeners, do let us know. Give it, give us. You know, Charlotte's very into it. She says it's like the Fourth of July fireworks. <laughs> Baby, it's a fireworks. Very, um, very well timed as well for that episode yeah. that came out on the sixth of July. 
Yeah, I just, I don't, so I will say, caveat, I do not want jizz obviously anywhere near my eye because it really hurts. I think we've all been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I don't really want to eat my hair because I try to only wash my hair maybe once a week. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah, uh, please, I don't, don't if, especially if I've just washed my hair. It's good sometimes if you don't have any hair wax left, you can just... <laughs> <laughs> no, it would go flay. It wouldn't look good. Um, um, anyway... Anyway, Jizz, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Charlotte. We salute you, um, but this is, Julie and Eliza, the, the writers. This is why I like this episode, because we've just had this conversation. And this is like the kind uh-huh. of conversation that we have on Sex and the City episodes. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, Less good. So we've gone from the sublime to the just, I'm sorry, really boring. The Lisa Todd Wexley yeah. anniversary dinner bobbed the living shit out of me. <laughs> I was on my phone for most of it, to be honest. <laughs> um, I liked the awkward gallery own mark kasabian was the character's name i liked the awkwardness mm-hmm. of him being like oh well i was just going to come for one drink but now i've got to stay for mm-hmm. that that was quite funny um love the mum as well mother wexley what the fuck is her problem <laughs> like like she's there's not a lot of light and dark with her character is she? she's like a being of pure evil <laughs> like but i did like her kind of obstinately sitting at the other end of the table that, that was quite a funny visual gag but you're right like <laughs> mostly like hints hints of the, the issues with the last couple of weeks which is like rich people problems you know mm-hmm. um, like oh no one came to our like huge gourmet catered anniversary dinner I think so again the the I think what's happening here is a very concerted effort to um furnish Lisa and Herbert with with real lives. I wonder if that was one of the mm. critiques of um the black characters in season 1 which they felt a bit air dropped in. Yes. Like obviously Sex and the City was woefully undiverse. Yeah. So a huge effort was made to diversify the cast, but there wasn't a lot to them. Yeah, that's true. Like Naya was trying for a baby, Lisa and Herbert, their plotline was kind of they're very aspirational, but Charlotte learns they're just real people. Mm. And I think so I think this season I'm appreciating that um Lisa in particular is feeling like a much more rounded character. Definitely. Like I understand that she's got this we meet her dad this week. Um, she's got the Aggie relationship with her mother-in-law. She's um, an amazing career woman. She's a we, we're learning more that she's not just a filmmaker. She's a very successful filmmaker. Her film will be at Tribeca. She's insecure. Um, she's she's a bit insecure because she lies, doesn't she? At the end, she's insecure yes. about like her husband's. Yeah, she's a bit insecure about things like about uh, her husband's career and stuff. Do you think he'll go head to head with John Slattery? Do you think John Slattery is still in office? <laughs> That'd be amazing. And Carrie, Carrie gives that Carrie gives them a bargaining piece, which is you can get rid of him. He's into golden showers. <laughs> Just release it to the press. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But I think that I did have a thought with, particularly in the scenes with Lisa and Herbert, and with Harry and Charlotte. Actually, one of our main mm-hmm. critiques of season one was that the male characters weren't properly rounded and we're just sort of there mm-hmm. but i do feel like we know them a lot better now in this season i really like herbert and lisa yeah. i just thought that it felt like it went on again i think these episodes could be a little bit shorter yeah. as well if i'm honest yeah. there was something about the brevity of sex in the city those kind of 35 minute episodes whereas we've got an extra 10 minutes yeah um 
Yeah. And yeah, we could could it could be brief could be brief. But anyway, I'm bo- I'm already bored of Lisa and Herbert and their dinner party. <laughs> so let's talk about Che, Miranda, Lyle, Steve, and Brady. Yes, that I wish Brady had stayed in Rome. I don't know about you. God, I bet Miranda's regretting not having that abortion now. Oh Let's God. just take it back in time, Miranda. You were in the clinic. Just take the termination, Miranda. That reminds me. So, you know, Gen Zs are getting really into AbFab on TikTok. Um, okay. Yeah, they're all sharing like clips of AbFab on TikTok. They've all got into it. And there's a clip that I forgot about, which is Patsy just like looking at Zaffy and saying, "You should have been aborted," <laughs> which is just like <laughs> so savage. Like I forgot how savage AbFab was. But anyway, it, cr- it crossed my mind when I was watching this. I was just thinking to think that woman was in the this clinic. Could have all have been avoided. Um, <laughs> just all of it. God, um, irritating child. But then he's a 17-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. 17-year-old man, boy. Um, Steve looking hot in that first scene with the punch bag. Mm-hmm. Um, well done, Steve. Still still working out. Still got it, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was... Although then he speaks again. And I you know. Kind of like, I know. What's mm, going on? What's, something, what's going on? <laughs> it's, it's a... Mm. I, um... Mm. Yeah, didn't love those scenes, really. Um... Enjoyed Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, I think it's important because it felt like season one tried to move us on from the collapse of Miranda's family very quickly. Yes. And Miranda did kind of, she kind of skipped town. And so actually I think it's right that now she's back, she's having to face up. That's true. To that she left, she left some carnage in her wake. And actually as a 50 something woman, I think it would be a little bit naive to think truly you can start fresh. Yeah. Like when you have that much baggage, starting fresh is actually going to be quite callous. Mm. Like in, I think she did slightly cut and run. Mm. And so now Miranda is having to face up to what she left behind. And it's, it's messy. And even Brady recognizes it's messy and he's 17 years old. Kind of. I really liked that chat with, and it felt like very much, again, it felt very much like Miranda and Carrie, the chat with mm-hmm. the two of them in the lift on the way up yeah. to Chase. Where Miranda's like, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not happy with Brady not going to college, but I I broke everything, so I have to kind of mm-hmm. deal with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that bit that bit felt real. Um, I'm glad we haven't. I think it's so important we don't just forget Steve. Mm. I think it's so important that we deal with the fact that Miranda has ended a marriage of nearly 25 years. Yeah. Um, to have this. Voyage of Discovery. And again, I stand by this. I think if we go back to what what is this show doing, I think a woman in her 50s reevaluating her sex and sexuality is absolutely right for this show. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I think the fact that Che is a very slippery character Mm. is a good thing. I'm not sure. I mean, I think I'm wondering now, perhaps... Maybe we we judged a little harshly. Maybe we're not meant to like Che. I, Maybe we're not meant to be sure how we feel about Che. Yeah, I think they're a bit of a... It'd be a stretch to say anti-hero, because they're not exactly a hero, but mm. I think they're definitely a morally ambiguous character, for sure. Mm. Um, it's like, for example, like when... I think quite manipulative when uh, Lyle falls asleep on the bed and Che's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't think we should... Who knows? Maybe Che, like thought oh perhaps i could turn this to my advantage and have a threesome um because mm. i was like what the fuck are you doing like your partner is here 
wake him up, like put him in a hotel. Like I, I know the sofa's broken, but you've got money. Yeah. Put him in a hotel. Yeah, yeah you're in Manhattan. Yeah. There's a hotel. Get him a fucking yeah. Uber to a hotel, like whatever. Just get him out of your marital mm-hmm. bed, your partner bed. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting character. And also, maybe don't finger your partner while your ex-husband is in the bed. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, call us. Not Love Island. It's not Love Island, Chase. Call us old-fashioned, but um, but yeah, maybe. Um. But yeah, I thought Miranda was so sweet in that threesome scene when she was like, "I just need to think about it for a minute." <laughs> yeah. My instincts are saying no. <laughs> it was almost a bit Annie Murphy in Shit's Creek. Yes. Um, it's um, um, with the hands. Um, <laughs> love that for you, but <laughs> Che did ask her if it was all right, which is good. Yep, and right because I think Che, Sarah Ramirez plays them so well. Which is they're right on the line of what is kind of okay. Yes, you know, because Che is so smart. Che knows all the right things to say. Yes. has I think clearly had a lot of therapy, but at the same time, it's it's all very new and it's new territory for Miranda, and it sometimes feels like Miranda is being challenged on her boundaries mm. right up to her boundaries so it's not like Che is pushing her across her boundaries but it feels like Miranda's being pushed up against her safe word always yes. kind of and Miranda feels she feels she's very different to her character in Sex and the City in that she feels vulnerable very vulnerable in and just mm. like that but then I suppose she had shades of vulnerability didn't she in Sex and the City at certain points you saw it come out sometimes but yeah, she feels yeah. like a baby bird. I don't want to do that <laughs> with the with the ribbon. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, she feels like a baby bird in and just like that. Yeah, and that again, credit to Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. Why? Because why would you want to come back to a role you first played nearly thirty years ago? Mm. Unless you're going to do something new. Mm. Unless you're going to give me something to do as an actor that we've never done. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what I'm just like that has done that. For Cynthia Nixon, much more than the other two. I think Sarah Jessica Parker is in a comfort zone with Carrie Bradshaw, oh, yeah. except that one scene where she pissed the bed. Yeah. Which, that again, which is that scene I keep coming back to, whereby I was like, right, okay. Oh, and I get scene, it now. This is why we're here. And also, Big Dying, she was pretty, that was pretty, like, that yeah. felt very raw and like she was really letting mm-hmm. it all out. But yeah, for the most part, maybe that's the issue with this season. Like, she's just, she's very comfortable. Um, mm. Although that's why last week I appreciated the audiobook stuff. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. to see her struggle and just not say what she needs to say, which is, I can't do this. I can't, it's so triggering. It's so difficult to see her try to power through was great, I thought. Oh, our first mention of pegging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although not our, our third strap on. We, we've had. Yeah. We've had two strap-ons. I must admit, I don't understand why it is that straight men call anal sex pegging. Like, surely it's just anal. I think it's specifically them being, it's specifically men mm. being penetrated by a strap-on. It's interesting to me that they need a special word to avoid the word anal sex. <laughs> Whereas I think pegging's like oh, an awful, it makes me think of like hammering in a peg, like a, like a tent peg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not naming names, but of course, <laughs> if rumours are to be believed. Certain members of the royal family Oh yeah, Really enjoy pegging mm. I've heard this as well <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Where there's a will, there's a way. Oh my god. Eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think... Um, Presumably at some point We've still not even got to Aiden yet We have so much to look forward to Apparently there's 11 episodes this season Yeah mm. oh. Oh. I thought Lyle was quite Aiden-esque Oh he's Gorge Yeah with the rings yeah, the, the multiple um, rings. A complicated character A Beverly Hills hairdresser turned <laughs> mixologist At Malibu Soho House Where they missed, you, where they missed you with Evian <laughs> Missed you with cocktails <laughs> Missed um, you with picantes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really don't like those picantes. Sorry, Sir House. Um, right. Okay. I think that brings us to the end of this week's bonkersness. We, we've hit all the bases. Um, hopefully next week there'll be more for Seema to do. Um, yeah. And maybe Naya will be back. Or maybe that's it. Maybe she's gone now. Maybe that's she's it. gone now. Bye. She's finished. Um, oh, quickly, Carrie's hat. Carrie's bat. Bat hat. Oh yeah. What was that? I'm not sure. I think I enjoyed it. It was I mean it was fucking ridiculous, but I Amish vibes? Yeah, kind of wimple vibes. Oh, and Lisa's Louis Vuitton green top I loved. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. All 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 amazing. But no, well done. And just like that, well done. A good week for I'm just like a that. Good week. I have a quick listener message as well. Okay, I love I that. Forget this is from Katie. Hello. Katie says, I was just listening to your podcast on and just like that season two. And I was thinking about Aiden coming back. Do you think they will end up together? Therefore proving Charlotte's we get two great loves theory. So Carrie would then have had Aiden and Big. Charlotte would have had Trey and Harry. Samantha would have had Smith and herself. And Miranda would have had Steve and Che. <laughs> Love your show, Katie from Australia. Thanks, Katie from Australia. Um... For me, when when we learned that John Carbert was coming back as Aiden, although I reserve the right to change my mind when when he does actually come back, I was it, for me it's almost a bit like Carrie's response when David Duchovny comes back into her life, mm. which is what if I had it right twenty years ago mm. because I thought it was going to get better and <laughs> turns out it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I just I think it's quite depressing that the only way is backwards. There are so many men in Manhattan. Um, but I think Aiden coming back, it's certainly going to make for some interesting drama. Mm. But I fundamentally think that Carrie and Aiden are quite ill-matched. Yeah. Oh, it'd be great if he came back and they got into a relationship and then he cheated on her like she did to him. <sighs> That'd be drama, wouldn't it? Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Oh, she cheats on him again. Oh God! All I could be good if, with Franklin. It'd be good if he came back and then they end up being amiable, and then like Seema ends up dating him or something. Like that would be a good twist, something like that. Because mm. he's more up Seema's street, actually. I think. Yeah. Mm. Let let's see. let's see. Let's wait and see. But if he, it just feels a little bit convenient for me, yeah. a little bit convenient. I don't even. I also don't believe Aiden would still be living in Manhattan. It's changed a lot. He'd be living in Wyoming, rural Pennsylvania, or yeah. something. Colorado, in a huge farm, or something. yeah, Colorado. Oh my god, he's in Boulder. Yeah, yeah. Aiden is a hundred percent in Boulder. <laughs> so there we go. Okay, join us next week for Just Like That, episode five. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a review. Um, 
follow us on social media at SAGGT podcast and yeah don't don't miss a single episode thank you to everyone who has listened I will say that on our and just like that release day we had our biggest ever day on the podcast yes. so thank you so so much to everybody who listened to our double bill yeah. um who who could have thought <laughs> when we started this in 2019 we'd be getting over 10,000 listeners in a day that's amazing yeah, incredible stuff thank you yeah. cool join us next week until then bye-bye bye, bye. hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order that's quince.com slash upgrade how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.